0: Hey everybody, Randy here. Just want to quickly mention before this episode starts that our sponsor is King Made Jerky. You've heard me uh, talk a lot about them. I'm, I'm a huge fan, especially their, their buffalo flavor, which I eat by the bag full. Uh, but be back a little later on to uh, tell you some more specifics. We really appreciate and thank them for their sponsorship of this trap draw. Now onto the show. This is the, the trap draw.
1: Zip like that right Dang. on my waistline is why I kept that strap yeah. I remember nights I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy I had to get it right, right. now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper hey, hey. now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper <laughs> the absolute truth yeah no show who me I emerged
0: from the Thank you very much mister Jeezy. It's great to hear your voice again. People, it's been a second. Randy here. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Really excited uh, about the episode today. I got a chance to talk with Beth Ann Nichols. She's a senior writer at Golf Week. Uh, She covered the Women's British Open two weekends ago. That was among my favorite golf events of the year. Uh, We dive into that as well as the LPGA season at large, set the stage for the Solheim Cup in September, as well as the Tour Championship uh, later this fall in November. Beth Ann is my go-to for all LPGA. You can find her on Twitter, at Golf Week Nichols. Nichols spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-S. I encourage everybody to give her a follow. And now on to my conversation with Beth Ann. Hope you enjoy Beth Ann, thank you so much for uh, for your time and and hopping on the phone. I my first question, I, you were over in England for the Women's British Open. Are you still across the pond or or did you make your way back home?
1: no, i'm I'm back in the USA enjoying the uh, humidity of central Florida. <laughs>
0: Nice. I didn't know if maybe they'd, uh, if, if you would stick around for the Women's Scottish Open this week or not, but it, it sounds like no.
1: No, I'm going on vacation soon, actually. So <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, even better. Even better. Uh, well, I, I want to ask you, I want to start with the Women's British Open. It was uh, just as a casual fan watching Sunday's final round, it, it was. Some of the most fun golf I've I've watched all year. Obviously, Hanako Shibuno, won, surprise winner. Um, I think in your game report you called it a stunner. I was just hoping you could, being there on the ground, if you could, you know, set the stage and and what you saw and um, add a little context to to her victory.
1: Well, I would say, you know, there were some a lot of firsts for me for. Um... For Hanako, I mean, the fact that I was going out to the first tee my number one thing was to see what her manager was wearing because he would dress up in costume every day. <laughs> and it was a surprise on Sunday. Sunday, uh, he dresses a clown. Quite a scary looking thing, actually. But, um, but I mean, like, there was just, like an actual s- clown. S-
0: like a legitimate clown.
1: Yeah, the day before, he was a samurai. He was Mount Fuji the day before that. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, th- there were just a lot of surprises uh, that that came along with this delightful player. Um, but you know, the, the the British fans were behind her from the word go, and 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 I and in a way that might sound surprising because you know n- no one had ever heard of her. But if you you know if, if before people saw her on TV, if you saw her in person, the way she engaged with everyone, the, the eye contact—I mean, she. I've never seen a player have so much fun playing golf in a major championship before. And, and, I, and I thought, is it just, you know, are we just feeling this here? And then the ratings came through, and it was the most watched LPGA event since Michelle Wee won the U.S. Women's Open in 2014. And I was like, well, thank goodness. Everybody else felt what we were feeling here on the ground. I mean, you just fell in love with the kid. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and I think that the two things that stood out to me and probably most of the viewers were, one, she played very quickly. Uh, her pace of play was uh, such a breath of fresh air. And two, like you said, it, she was she just seemed, at least outwardly, so calm and relaxed, and she was laughing. Um, I, I know she had some quotes after the round, which I'll let you detail those if you'd like. Um, but I just couldn't believe, for her first LPGA event, her first major, uh, to, to display that kind of composure and outward um, emotion. It, it was just so cool to watch.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was her first time competing outside of Japan. The only other time she'd ever left the country was for training in Thailand. So I, this was phenomenal stuff to say the least to be able to come out and 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 act like you've done that before so many times and 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 yeah I mean the the, the line of the of the week was uh was after the tournament was over and and uh, so she was asked that she was having this conversation with her caddy before she's about to hit the most important shot of her life the approach into the 18th hole. And she she just starts bust out laughing with him, and we're like, what on earth? I wish I wish we knew what she was saying. So she was asked after the round, and she <laughs> apparently said to her coach slash caddy. You know, if I were to shank this shot, it'd be really embarrassing. <laughs> That's just <laughs> I, We all just bust out laughing in the media room because I can't believe she admitted that, number one. <laughs> number two, I can't believe those were her thoughts right before hitting the most important shot of her life. But, hey, I, I could relate to that. <laughs>
0: I, that's exactly what i was going to say it's like if if i were to somehow find myself in that position i i think that's exactly what would be going through my <laughs> mind so it, it's just unbelievable to hear a, a professional uh, you know somebody who uh, admit to that at least you know I, I don't think you could get anybody else to admit to that
1: No, it was it it, it it pretty much blew my mind uh when she said that but you know i mean another thing that blew my mind to tell you the truth was the fact that after it was all over and she's on the 18th green and she's, uh, you know, about to give her speech, she pulls out a piece of paper and lo and behold, she starts speaking in English. <laughs> and I was like, it was, it was, it was amazing. I mean, and anytime she stumbled over a word, she just giggled right through it. And, and in the end, she, you know, it was just like, thank you. <laughs> she just said it so, so forcefully and everyone just, you know, they ate it up because it was, it was just such a tremendous effort all the way around on her part
0: well let me ask you this um I, I know at the end of your story you intimated that she was probably headed back to play on the japanese lpga uh tour the rest of this year at least uh is that the sense you got will, will she remain um in japan mostly for the time being
1: you know i think this all just came at her so fast that i i'd I don't think she really knows what she's doing. Um, I, I she, she did say that because I think that was probably her her gut reaction, you know, to go back and, and talk it over with her people, her sponsors. You know, maybe she feels like it's the best thing to do is to play out the season in Japan for her sponsors. Um, I would be shocked if we didn't see her on the LPGA next year. She'll have a full exemption. Um, she could either, obviously, take it straight away or she could defer to 2020. Um, and with the Olympics coming to Japan next year, uh, you know, I mean, she's she's got to be one of the the biggest star, you know, for 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 every sport for Japan. I mean, I think she'll be she'll be massive.
0: I was gonna say, I don't, I'm not sure Japanese golf could have uh, written a better script with, with the Olympics headed there. Um, it, it's just perfect timing uh, for, for a breakthrough win. I, I was curious, so I, I was doing some research on her, and she started 2019, ranked 559th in the world. And after a win at the British Open last weekend, she now ranks 14th. Obviously, you know, one of one of the best in the world. My question is, do you, I think it'd be easy to assume that she might be kind of a one-hit wonder in, in just the way that she reacted and, and some of her mannerisms. But, um, you know, she, she's won twice on the Japanese LPGA Tour in 2019, obviously now has a major. Um, what's your sense of where she goes from here?
1: Well, I think, you know, to me it's actually kind of fascinating because, I, you know, last year she was taking a playing test just to be able... She was on the step-up tour, which is like the Symmetra tour uh, for the for the JLPGA. And she said, I said, well, what's a playing test like? And she said, well, it, it, it's, a, it's a tournament that makes you want to vomit. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what, that's what she said. It was so funny. But, but you know, so she, she goes to the step-up tour and then she, she's a rookie on the JLPGA. So everything she's doing is new right now. But to win an, a, a JLPGA major is a pretty big deal did that in may and then backed it up and won again and then obviously was ranked ranked high enough to to make her way into this field she, she was 42nd in the world when she came to the to the women's british open and and the way the the rolex rankings work the, the fewer tournaments that you play in you know the the, the higher you're going to be ranked you just have a, a smaller number to divide so I think, um, you know, her ascension is in large part due to the fact that she hasn't played in as many ranked events as other players who have had two full years um, of of ranked events under their belts. But, you know, I think that, I don't know that it's a fluke. I really don't think it is. Because I think winning twice on the JLPGA, coming here and and showing such composure over over so many rounds, and, and, an, and on a, a back nine when everybody was stepping it up shot after shot after shot. I mean, it was, it was an incredible display, uh, you know, all, all from several players on the leaderboard uh, on Sunday. So, you know, I, I think she'll come out and, and I think we'll see, see more of it. And maybe I'm just being optimistic cause that's what I want. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, we, we've seen it with NASA, another LPGA player, um, who came out and, has contended at majors and, and won several times. And, and she was young when she came on the LPGA as well over from Japan. So um, with Ai Miyazato being retired, it's perfect timing.
0: <laughs> I I, had, I thought the dream was dead um, there on the front nine Sunday. I, I thought, well, this is a good story, speaking specifically to um, Hanako. I, and, and then, like you said, her back nine, she, she just she, she found that gear. Um, I, I have to ask you, though, that putt on 18 was traveling so fast. If that doesn't hit the hole, I mean, do you think she three putts? I, it, it, almost looking back, it's like it, it was either she was going to win it right there or, you know, if she misses the hole, I, she's going to struggle to make that comebacker.
1: Do we have to think about it? <laughs> no, we don't.
0: No, 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 no. I, you know, this is. I, I, like to think about some of these things sometimes.
1: <laughs> I prefer the fairy tale finish. I mean, personally, you know, it was. It. I mean, it was. It was so. It, it was so perfect that it's, I mean, you know, I mean, it's sort of like Birdie Kim, right, at the 2005 U.S. Women's Open. She hits the, the chunk and run from the bunker to to squash Morgan Pressel's dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it, 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 it dropped. So, I mean,
0: it'll be, we'll never know, I guess. Yeah, a fun what if, if maybe. Um, I I did want to say I I did feel badly for Lizette Salas, who obviously finished runner-up, one shot back. Um, She is is still in search of her first major. She has finished in the top 10 uh, three times in majors in the last two years. Talk to me about, you know, Lizette and some of the other big takeaways that that you have from, from the British Open.
1: Well you know, the Lizette Salas the way she got her her LPGA card at Q school burning three holes of a, of a playoff um, to get her card a nine woman playoff um, she's always had something deep inside her to fight and to get it done and and I think that you know it's as the stakes get higher, there's a learning process when you move to the next the next level and she's obviously, um, won an LPGA event, and and she's learning, learning, you know what it's like to get it done on on Sunday of a major. And I think we saw her take it to the next level um, at Woburn And and obviously she didn't get it done this time, but but you know what she showed us was, you know, she would be one to to, to place your money on the next time because she came so close and she came up big time after time, and it w- if it weren't for that lip out there, you know, for the what-ifs um, on, on the final hole, uh, you know, I think I think she just showed us a lot of what, what was inside of her that we knew was there, but um, it just takes another level of it, you know, at a major championship, and, um, and I think, she, you know, she handled it well, her, you know, Her quotes afterwards, the way, you know, she, she handled everything with dignity and class. And I, and I really think she's taking a lot of positives. I mean, obviously this one hurts because she was so close, but, um, but I do think overall that, um, you know, I think she'll win a major soon.
0: Yeah. I I think, you know, shameless plug, Lizette was somebody we got to know at this past year's KPMG women's PGA. Uh, we, we did a podcast with her and just hearing her story, um, growing up and how she got into the game and, and she's had to fight the the whole way. Um, I actually didn't know that about her Q school, uh, coming through a playoff like that. It, it just, it, it was, it was hard as a fan because I was like, Oh, I, I want so badly for Lizette to, to have this breakthrough. And, and then obviously the, the Cinderella story happening as well. Um, just made for great TV. It, it was, like I said, it just such a, such a fun day of golf to, to watch. Um, So I'm I'm glad the ratings back that up. I want to turn more broadly now to the 2019 LPGA season. I I was looking at the major champions this year, and you have Jin Young-Ko, who won twice uh, her first two majors, the ANA and the Evian. She's 24 years old. Hannah Green won the KPMG Women's PGA. She's 22. Uh, Lee Six won the U.S. Women's Open. Her first major. She's 23, and then obviously Shibuno uh, won the British Open as a 20-year-old. Her first major. We had all first-time major winners this year, all under you know 24 years older or younger. Is is women's golf as deep now as it's ever been?
1: Without question, and globally, and I and I think the players are just so. They're so mature, they're so accomplished by the time they even get to the LPGA. There's there's so many opportunities for them to play as amateurs in major championships and big events. And, and I think that the developmental tours, obviously in, in Korea, especially um, the KLPGA and the the developmental tours below that um, that feed into the KLPGA are, you know, they're just... they they've got it all in terms of preparing you for the next level. And, and I think, I think probably what impresses me the most about these players is the, the composure that they have mentally, um, that they're just, they're, they're ready to do it all and take on the top players and they're not afraid. And, you know, we're seeing that in men's golf too. And, um, and I, you know, I think it's exciting for the game.
0: If, and I won't, I won't make you, play uh, nostradamus here but if if the trend of first-time major winners continues into 2020 who, who are some of the names at, at the top of your mind that might break through
1: oh i think Nellie corda has got to get one pretty soon right
0: <laughs> I, that's so yeah that's candidly one of the ones i had written down for sure yeah
1: i mean she's she's at the top of the list she's still trying to figure it out um you know, I'm I'm surprised. Sei Kim hasn't won yet. Hasn't won a major yet. She's the the player on the LPGA who's won the most who doesn't have a major. You know, I mean, and and let's not forget Jessica Korda. <laughs> Uh I mean, and, and another player who's who's you know trying to figure it out and has made strides. Uh, you know, in recent years, um, in in terms of actually getting in contention and 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 performing performing well at the majors she just has another you know another little hump to get over you know so it'll it'll be interesting because those two push each other so which which quarter will get it first
0: <laughs> I, I was gonna say you obviously spend much more time uh around them than than i do how would you compare and contrast the quarter sisters, both you know on, on the course and off the course is i i think where my mind goes to is trying to compare them to like the the Williams sisters in tennis, uh, but I'm not sure if that's if that's correct. But it, it seems like Nelly, and it might be true for all younger siblings. It, it seems like Nelly, when she does break through, it, it seems like the sky could be the limit for her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the and the quarter siblings will tell you that Nellie is the most competitive of the bunch. And and I and I think we can see that just in in her demeanor on the course, you know, how how she handles interviews. I mean, there's just there's just an edge to Nellie that makes her a little bit different. And I and all all the players see it too. And, you know, for years, you know, people have been saying, you know, oh, we're going to look out for Nellie, you know, she's even better. <laughs> so, um, you know, which I mean, look, Nelly, the the Nellie's number one fan is Jessica. So no one would be more excited to see Nellie through and, and win a major championship or climb to number one in the world than Jessica. But, um, but I do think that, and, and injuries have held Jessica back, um, as, as we know. And so I think that, um, you know, Nellie's success, you know, is, is spurring on Jessica and, and vice versa.
0: So another person I wanted to ask you about, and and I could not believe how is Brooke Henderson only 21 years old still? I I feel like. (laughs) I
1: I, I know. Hasn't she been around forever? My goodness. Yeah. I, I
0: saw that and I was like, wait a second, that cannot be right. Um, but yeah, apparently she's still only 21 years old. Is she, I don't want to use forgotten woman, but it's, I think it's so easy to kind of lose track of some of these players just because as you said, you know, it's such a deep pool of, of, of players right now. And and so international, obviously Um, what's your pecking order? Uh, And and I know this is a tough question, but you know, what's that top tier who's in that top tier for you uh, when things are clicking?
1: Well, I, I want to back up to Henderson for a second. Okay. Because, I mean, Henderson's right now ranked eighth in the world. And, and, you know, going back to how the Rolex rankings work, she plays too much. She plays too much golf. <laughs> and I think if she were to, you know, I mean, she just she loves it so much. She can't stay away. But I, I, I would love to see her cut back on her schedule a little bit, play fewer events, take a page out of Lexi Thompson's handbook, Let her ranking go up a little bit and see what happens because I think we forget about Brooke Henderson sometimes because she's not vying to be number one in the world. And there's no reason that she shouldn't be, you know, I wonder if some more time away from the game, a little bit more, um, you Know, I don't know if she can relax away from the game. I don't know, but but I, I, I just wonder if she tried something a little bit different. She's obviously, you know, been so successful, she's won nine times, but she can't keep up this pace forever. That's my thought on that. Um, Jin Young Ko, my goodness, is there a better swing in golf right now? It's it's fabulous,
0: Beth Ann. That was I'm sorry to interrupt you, but again, I. I... I feel so bad because we, we, we haven't gotten to as many LPGA events as we'd like to, and, it, and it's a point of emphasis, but the time we spent at Hazeltine at the, the KPMG, it, just sitting on the range was so much fun for me. I, like, I could watch there are dozens of golf swings where i was like oh my god that's that's the best golf swing i've ever seen and <laughs> she was she was certainly one of them sorry continue yeah
1: now it's a it's a thing of beauty and uh, you know i mean she's she came so close to winning three majors this year so close to winning back to back majors in consecutive weeks um you know i i she's got one of the best caddies on tour on the bag and david brooker who Worked for Lorena Ochoa for a long time. Also, Grace Park and Suzanne Pedersen spent some time out on the PGA tour as well. And uh, and they click so well together. And 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 Jin Young is funny, and David's funny, and she's learning a lot of you know his British humor. She's, <laughs> I think he's having a big impact on her, on her being able to communicate so well with us now in English. And and I think being comfortable communicating and expressing yourself goes such a long way in being comfortable, and enjoying the tour, enjoying the process. And I think that helps for longevity. And, and, and you know, So In use the same way. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I am stunned at the fact that I can have an interview with Jen Young-Ko Co. completely in English now. And this is only her second year on the LPGA. And, um, and of course, she's the one that has the crush on Brooks Kapka. And told me at the told me at the the British Open, she says someone she she kind of like got a little quiet and she goes, you know, someone told me recently it could be Jin Young Kopka. <laughs> and then she started to giggle and I was like, oh, that's so cute. So you know, she's not afraid to be different. She's not afraid to um, express her personality and and sometimes that doesn't go over well back in Korea. And she says, forget it. I'm gonna be who I am. I love it.
0: Yeah. How would you contrast her to somebody like Sung Young Park, who from an outsider's perspective seems much more reserved and not that at ease, at least with the American media and and whatnot? Is that fair to to use those two as almost opposite ends of the spectrum?
1: Absolutely. I I think Sung Young Park is a mystery. I mean, she she understands a lot more than she's. than she would allow you to believe in terms of English. Um, but she's not going to give an interview in English until she feels like she can't make a mistake, which is pretty common. Um, you know, in, for South Korean culture. Um, but you know, it takes, it, it takes a lot of self-confidence to say, well, even if I get crushed by the Korean media, I'm going to do this anyways. I'm going to try it anyways, which is what Jin Ko is doing. Um, and, and so young Park, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, she's, she's more popular. She's, she's extraordinarily popular, more popular than Jin Young-ko in South Korea. And she feels a lot of pressure and, you know, and her fans, it's, what's actually kind of cool is her fans travel to these major championships from South Korea and she feels a lot of pressure to play well because they've spent so much money to come watch her. And she goes out to dinner with them. Like she hangs out with them. These these are random people from her fan club that that she's gotten to know. Um, I think that's really cool. I think she's. I think sometimes her her the mysteriousness about her, you know, makes her um, more interesting. Um, she definitely has a, a completely different swagger about her. Um, you know, she's it. They're they're in my mind, they're polar opposites in the way they carry themselves. But, um, but so young's funny too. Just, just it's, it's harder for, for other people to see that. Um, unless you're kind of behind the scenes.
0: It seems like Jin Young Ko, um, has just about wrapped up the race to the CME globe. Um, I I was just wondering if you could speak to the LPGA's season long points race. And then, you know how that feeds into their their last event of the year, which is the uh, the CM, the CME Globe tournament down in Naples, Florida. Um, because my reading is all the points then are erased for the Tour Championship, and it's just a free for all. Then I, I was just hoping you could uh, give some clarity around that.
1: Yeah, so they'll they'll pay. They'll that is correct. It will be um, erased, and uh, sixty players will compete for. One and a half million dollars, which is uh, a ginormous paycheck in women's golf. <laughs> um, so Virginia Co does have the um, the Rolex Annika the Rama, the Rolex Annika Major Award um, locked up for the year. Um, that doesn't have any money attached to it that I know of, but <laughs> but she does she does have that locked up. But everything else is, um, you know, she still has the the um you know the the she's in the lead for the bear trophy for scoring average she's leading the money race um you know she's got rolex player of the year still up for grabs she could you know so by the time we get to naples you know it's she could she could sweep the season much like area jutanagarna has done in the past in 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 winning the potentially you know 1.5 million dollars she could win you know the the all the awards the the rama well she's already won the rama but the the trophy the the rolex player of the year and and have a dominating season but the question is can she keep doing that because we keep having people coming in and out shuffling in and out having a dominating year um but, but then someone else does it the next year so um that's that's probably the biggest question
0: help help place the tour championship because i I know on the pga tour obviously they they're tinkering and we'll see the new format this year for their tour championship do you like the way they do it how how would you what, what are your thoughts on it
1: so it's a bigger deal now because in the past you had only a only a certain number of players had a chance to win the bonus right and so if if you didn't have a chance to win the bonus and you play it all in asia you might not come back for the tour championship which was the case not everybody came back and played in the tour championship but now rather than having 72 players in the field and a and a you know a, a limited number of people in the running for the for the million dollar bonus now it's a free for all now 60 players are in the in the field and everybody has a chance at the 1.5 million so now everybody's going to show up
0: <laughs> okay yeah which, as a fan, I kind of like that. I, I, I'm just curious. I'm sure, the the players or certain players may not like that. Is there a monetary bonus for winning the the points race going into the tour championship?
1: Not that I'm aware of. No, you just you just are trying to get in. You're just trying to get into the field in order to get the 1.5 million dollars to have a chance to to win it. So, I mean, which obviously can change things with the, with the, money, with the money race in terms of who, um, you know, who gets the money title. But, um, but I think the players like this a lot better because they have more. Everybody has a chance, you know, and, and so you're competing all year to get into the field.
0: People, gripping and ripping belongs on the course, not when you're eating a bag of jerky. King made jerky. The official jerky and meat snack of the PGA Tour uses only top quality ingredients, including premium grass-fed flank steak, which requires far less salt and sugar to deliver a nutritious, tender, flavorful snack. For diehard golf lifestyle enthusiasts, King May Jerky is the ultimate Cinderella story. It was started by Jeff King, a professional caddy was fed up with the bad, unhealthy snacks you find on the road, and was looking for quality nutrition to fuel his players. KingMade's premium beef jerky is not only delicious and tender, it's low in sugar and sodium, which has created a following from some of the world's top golfers and hardcore fans. Created in Jeff's home kitchen and refined with input from top players between the ropes, KingMade Jerky is perfect for on the links, at the gym, or in the boardroom. It's premium beef for a better class of carnivore. Caddy created, player approved. Learn more and purchase your own at KingMadeJerky.com. Again, that's KingMadeJerky.com com. Now back to the show. Switching gears a little bit, there are a couple people I want to ask you about. Um, the the first being Lydia Ko. She just the same as Brooke Henderson. I can't believe she's only twenty two years old still. Uh, I I feel like I've been reading about her for <laughs> for just that long. Uh, but just to kind of set the stage, she she finished in the top five in five straight majors. Uh, including two wins in the end of the 2015 and and into the 2016 season and since then and so in the last 3 years she only has one top 5 in a major uh she missed the cut in the last two majors this year w- what's your read on Lydia Ko is she is she somebody that's can can bounce back and and be among the the top 5 in the world
1: I think Lydia is a little lost right now um I saw her I saw another instructor walking around with uh her sister during that. And I and I I don't know if if she was working with uh Jorge Parada, you know, on the range. I, I didn't I didn't see that. I just saw him walking around with her sister and at the last major, the KPMG, she had she was talking to another instructor trying him out. You know, I think she's David Whelan. That, that was who she was trying out at the KPMG. Um you know, it just seems like she's searching, and you know, I, I, there's been a number of, of folks that she's talked to since she she split up with Ted O. Um, in the spring back in April. And you know, I don't I, can Lydia co bounce back? Yes, because I think Lydia has an extremely um, strong mind, a mature mind. I think Lydia needs to make some decisions for herself. I think she needs to take control of what's happening, um, with her golf game. And, um, maybe she doesn't work with anybody for a little while and just tries to figure it out on her own and goes back to, uh, what she felt as, as a kid, which, you know, seems like a long time ago, (laughs) But, but wasn't all that long ago that she was a kid. Um, you know, because I think she's lost, she's lost her way. And, you know, there are a lot of factors that go into that. Um, Know when you come over and you have so much success at a, at a young age, um, you know, obviously your family plays a big role in your decision making when you're when you're a teenager and, and the transition of taking ownership uh, of that, it can be can be complicated, I think is probably the best word um, to make your own decisions when you've um you've relied on your family for so long to, to help you do everything. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see if she's able to sort of break away because I think that's that's what she needs. I think she needs some time away just to just to just to get her thoughts in order and, and try to, to to maybe watch some old video, you know, of, of when she was 15, 16 years old and, and and try to find those feelings again. It's sad.
0: It it is because I, I think um, maybe to more casual fans it it you know <laughs> we were led to believe Lydia Ko was was maybe the, the the Tiger Woods of of women's golf and to to see her struggle for this long of a period is quite jarring I guess
1: um, no uh, no question
0: somewhat along those lines can you believe it's been five years since Lexie Thompson has won a major.
1: <laughs> no
0: <laughs> i jokingly and um I, I i hope people realize it's it's good nature but i i i gave rory mcelroy some grief and and delivered a eulogy for him after uh after the the men's british open this year because he's on the same same drought it's been five years since he's won a major uh I, w- what do you make of that i i think lexi obviously is is one of the more popular players uh certainly here in america is, is it something holding her back or, or is she is it just unrealistic expectations
1: look i don't think we'd be having this conversation if if the uh the four stroke penalty fiasco doesn't happen at the a a a couple years ago i mean i i don't think it can be overstated how devastating that was for lexi thompson in in so many ways and i
0: can you quickly? Can you quickly just maybe the, the the thirty second summary of that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she's on the back nine of a major, you know, looking like she's you know about ready to walk into the winner's circle, and a rules official comes up, and as she's walking off the green, and says, um, you know, you improperly marked your ball um, a couple days ago. <laughs> and someone called it in. And, uh, and so you're being assessed a four stroke penalty and she's in the middle, in the middle of the, of the back nine, you know, are you, have got to be kidding me. Is this a joke? Is what, is this a joke? I believe is a direct quote. It's been a while, but I mean, it was, it was absolutely shocking. And it, of course, ultimately led to uh, some of the changes in the rules and, um, and it, it gutted her because there there were people that, first of all, it gutted her because Lexi Thompson wants to get into the Hall of Fame. That's her number one goal. And those are precious points that just flew out of her hand. Uh, two points for every every major championship. And you need 27 of them. It's the toughest hall in all of sports to get into. There's no popularity contest. It's just flat out you earn the points or you don't earn the points. And Lexi isn't going to play till she's 35 years old. She's not. So she knows she has, you know, a a shorter window of time to get this done. And, and, and she felt like she'd been robbed. Number one, she'd been robbed of, of this major championship. Number two, people are calling her a cheat. And, you know, the fact that she, you know, kind of hunkers down and doesn't say anything for several weeks, you know, doesn't really help the situation because people just, you know, keep talking and, and, and she can't. Help herself. She reads the comments on social media and and it and it hurts. You know, it would, it would hurt anyone to be called a cheater and and to have, you know, people call your integrity and a question. And um, you know, sh- she was reeling from that. It's it's the reason she she pulled out of um the British Open last year. It's the reason she took a mental break, started, you know, seeking professional help to try to to try to t- talk to people about this because um, you know, it was a, it was a really really tough patch for her, and I and and I think, um, you know, I think she still thinks about it, and I think I think it's a scar that will be there for a long time.
0: Yeah, w- while you were while you were talking there, I I googled that the 2017 Ana, and just to tie a bow on it, she so she ended up losing in a playoff.
1: Yeah, when she when she came back. When, I mean, it was it was pretty phenomenal the way she carried herself after the rules official told her on the, I believe it was the 13th hole, that she was being assessed this four-stroke penalty. The way she carried herself, you know, throughout the rest of that back nine and, and how she performed was, was one of the gutsiest things you'll ever see in sports. And, and I had chills. Like, I, I, I mean, the, the way the gallery... Uh, was, was pulling for her, was chanting for her. It felt like a Solheim cup at type atmosphere. Um, and, and, and he just had goosebumps watching the whole thing because it was, it was just so flabbergasting and, you know, and, and, and such a valiant effort on her part in these extraordinary circumstances. And, um, yeah, I just, I just think that we'd be having a totally different conversation right now if, if Lexi Thompson wins the A and A Inspiration, I think she goes to number one in the world. I I, I think she's. I, I honestly think she would have won multiple majors after that by now.
0: You mentioned the Solheim Cup. That was something I wanted to ask you about. Uh, the, the United States has won the last two Solheim Cups this year. Um, this fall will be played at Glen Eagles in Scotland. What's how do you assess the uh, the U.S. Ch- chances of uh, making it three in a row?
1: You know, I think it's going to be tougher. You know, it it always looks like the Americans have this ridiculous advantage on paper. But I really do think that there's going to be there's so many new faces on this team and playing overseas, you know, puts a whole other wrench into it. Um, And I I think that it will be interesting to see who Julie Inkster picks for her captain's picks. I think she's going to need some some veterans, some strong voices in the team room more than ever, considering the fact that, um, you know, so many so many familiar faces will be missing for a variety of reasons. Um, not only, not just to maybe say a rah-rah speech, but just to have a, a look of confidence. Because when you see a teammate, you know, looking confidently and, you know, hey, I've got this, we've got this, just the way they carry themselves when you feel like you're about to vomit, you know, that really helps. <laughs> so, I I think um I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a, a hotly contested event and and you know obviously the the Americans have won the last two Julie Inkster has proved to be uh, a fantastic captain and, and you know everybody's ready to go wherever she leads but um but I think this is going to this isn't going to be anything like the route that we saw in Des Moines a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah uh and for the folks listening the, the solheim cup is september 12th through 15th i the that the the one in des moines uh two years ago was was so much fun i'm really looking forward to uh to watching this year's does julie angster have the the captaincy until uh, for as long as she wants it
1: <laughs> you, you know i i think this will be the last one um Not because she couldn't do it more, but I I just think Julie, you know, she's a selfless person and want to give someone else a try. (laughs) She wants
0: to share it a little bit. I I get it. I get it. Um, Well, I I just had uh, one really last topic, Um, and that's Michelle Wee. And I was just curious uh, if you've heard anything. I, I know there's speculation she's battling injuries what's your sense on, on what the future holds for Michelle Wee from a golf perspective?
1: I don't even think Michelle Wee knows the answer to that question. Um, you know, obviously Michelle Wee's health uh, is is the biggest concern, but, you know, she's getting married soon. You know, I, I, I think her whole world's about to change. And in terms of where her priorities are, what she wants to do, it's kind of one of those things that you don't know until you're in it. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see what her body will allow her to do first and foremost um, I wouldn't at this point nothing would surprise me it wouldn't surprise me if Michelle wee said, you know what i'm I'm riding off into the sunset my my body just can't do this anymore um, you know happy trails and it wouldn't surprise me if she Came out and played twenty events next year and withdrew from five of them. <laughs> I mean, or 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 if she won a golf tournament. I mean, none of these things would surprise me because we have, quite frankly, seen it all with Michelle. Wee. and and there's always been a cloud of mystery surrounding her and and what's going to happen. And um, but I, what I will tell you that is this: when when we talked to Michelle after she finished the first round at the KPMG at Hazeltine. And she choked up when Karen Krause asked her a question. I gosh, I felt that felt that in my gut. Like I mean, I've been following and covering Michelle Wee for a long time and just and that display of emotion, it 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 really hit me. Like, wow. I mean, she's she's really starting to face her mortality here in, in this game and how long she could potentially play. And and you almost felt like her heart was breaking right in front of you. And, and it hurt, I mean, you know, because she's meant so much to this game, even if she, you know, hasn't fulfilled her potential and and, and hasn't done all the things that we all thought she was capable of and and expected from her. Uh, she's, still, she's still been the face, the needle mover, uh, the household name, you know, the people, if you don't know anybody else in women's golf, you know the name Michelle Wee. And, and, and at that moment to think that, you know, she really might be close to being done. Uh, it 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 sort of it it was a it was an extraordinary moment.
0: You kind of touched on what what was going to be my follow up question, and it's it simply, you know, you're in a position as as good as anybody to kind of write a definitive piece on Michelle's career. And I was just curious. End of the day, from a purely golf perspective it sounds like from your last answer, it's a little bit of underperforming. Uh, do do you think that's fair? And do you think the off course stuff outweighs, um, or, or is more important than, than just the encore stuff with her?
1: Well, I think if we're just looking from strictly from the win category, you know, isn't at all what anyone thought we would see, you know, when, when she first burst onto the scene, you know, I mean, when she's coming close to making a cut at the Sony Open and trying to qualify for the Masters, <laughs> you know, via the the public links, you know, trying to trying to play in the public links, trying to qualify for the U.S. Women's or the U.S. Open, excuse me, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, I I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who wouldn't say that Michelle Lee underperformed. But that being said, her entire career has been, you know defined by injuries. It's just been one thing after another with her physically. And, and, and that's been the case, you know, for as long as I can remember, I've been writing about Michelle Wee's injuries and, and, and that, and that's so unfortunate because we never got to see what could have been. And she's constantly changing her swing and tinkering her swing and doing things to try to, you know, work around and play through and play with these injuries. And, Um, and it takes a toll, no, no question about it. And I, I mean, you know, I, I I think, I think she's been, she's been great for the LPGA. She's been great for the women's game. There's no question about that, but, but gosh, if only she could have, could have doubled tripled that number of wins, you know, what it could have meant for the LPGA and, and what kind of money they'd be playing for now, you know, we'll, we'll never know.
0: Well, Beth Ann, uh, thank you so much. I to to not end things kind of on a somber note there with Michelle. Uh, I, where are you headed on vacation, if you don't mind me asking? You don't have to be too specific.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm I'm going to Michigan, which is where my my husband's from, and I'll be uh, sitting by a lake with my feet up, reading a book, and maybe playing a little golf. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: Good for you. I actually just got back from Michigan myself. I was there um, at the end of July um, up in the Harbor Springs, Petoskey area. So if you happen to be up that way, I, I can uh, tell you firsthand, it, it's amazing this time of year. I The, the weather there, especially compared to Florida, uh, it, it's a much needed uh, break getting out of the heat and humidity.
1: Amen to that. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, Bethann, thank you so much. Um, good luck. Um, Rest of the year, I know you, you have some travel left uh, as the LPGA season winds down. Um thank you so much. And maybe we can do this again after uh after the tour championship later this fall.
1: I'd love to. Thanks for having me. Been fun.